Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Travis Ryer with the BamaOnline.com staff following Tuesday's media viewing period at University of Alabama football practice. It is an absolutely perfect day for football here in Tuscaloosa, around 70 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. We've got the Million Dollar Band getting ready for Saturday's performance. Of course, uh, going to be a pretty big one, huh? LSU Tigers coming into Tuscaloosa looking for their first win over the Crimson Tide since right here in Tuscaloosa in the regular season in 2011. So the campus, as you might expect, already a buzz, and it's only Tuesday. Plus, right inside there tonight, Coleman Coliseum right behind me, we're going to have the official debut of Nate Oates as men's basketball coach at the University of Alabama. The Quakers of Penn, the Ivy Leaguers coming down from Philadelphia open the Oats era at UA should be a really good basketball game uh, Penn picked to finish second in the Ivy League this season so a formidable opponent for Nate Oates in his debut if you're wondering about Javon Quinterly we haven't heard anything new in regards to his appeal for immediate playing time as a transfer from Villanova speaking of Philadelphia that would be ironic wouldn't it for a guy transferring from the city of Philadelphia to uh, somehow gain eligibility and be ready to go tonight doesn't look like that will be the case. We'll see. Still got a little bit of time. Couple of hours. Tip off at 7. The gates, the doors here at Coleman Coliseum set to open around 5.30. Look forward to that one tonight. But Alabama football, obviously the topic of discussion, and you can always tell when it's a big week because you've got national media outlets in town, uh, pundits, reporters it all picks up when there's a game like this one in front of us and certainly LSU expected tonight by the way with the college football playoff initial rankings coming out got to think LSU is probably the number one team in those rankings this evening uh, but much of the focus again on Tua Tonga Vailoa the junior quarterback and that injured right ankle we were out there uh, for the again, it's been brief really even through the bye week last week. The media viewing opportunities uh, haven't been extensive. Uh, Nick Saban keeping those to just a few minutes. But while we were out there today, Tua Tonga Vailoa with the other quarterbacks throwing the football around, moving pretty well. I'm not sure I would say on Tuesday he looked like the guy we saw before the injury against Tennessee a couple weeks ago, but moving around pretty good, throwing it around pretty well. So Tua Watch will certainly continue on throughout the rest of the week and right up until game time Saturday afternoon from Bryant-Denny Stadium, uh, game lawyer, of course, on CBS. Elsewhere with this football team, uh, what we saw uh, were a few things, again, in a brief period of time. Looking at that defensive secondary, which will obviously – good afternoon, Ernest. Good to see you here. Um, what we saw today was some dime stuff on the way out, and it was pretty much status quo uh, with Markel Benton at the Mac linebacker position. Going to be a big game for him on Saturday with Clyde Edwards-Hilar 
able to do many things from the running back position for the LSU Tigers. Uh, we saw Shaheem Carter at star, Patrick Sertan at right corner, Trayvon Diggs at left corner, uh, your safeties Jordan Battle and Jared Maiden in that dime package. Now, Josh Job was out there behind Trayvon Diggs at left corner. And something we've talked about here and I've written about on BamaOnline.com is you know, the possibility and probably back in the preseason, the expectation and the hope was that Josh Job would come along enough as that third corner that for a game like this, when you're going against an LSU offense with three number one type receivers, that you would be able to counter that with three corners. Josh Job, for a variety of reasons, it hasn't sort of played out that way. The more dependable Shaheem Carter has been turned to to take over those star duties once again, meaning that Patrick Sertan stays outside at corner. Now, I would think that's the way Alabama will start the game Saturday in both the nickel and dime packages with Shaheem Carter at star, uh, but that's certainly gonna be a matchup to watch and the potential there, I think, for an in-game adjustment, if needed, to have Josh Joe play corner and perhaps Patrick Sertan move inside to the star position. Um, Offensive line, look like Evan Neal moving around pretty good. Nothing really different there uh, than what you've heard from Nick Saban and reading Charlie Potter's practice reports like I know you do. And by the way, one of those for Tuesday should be up right now at BamaOnline.com. So we saw Evan Neal paired with Alex uh, Leatherwood today. Um, so that would suggest that there's a, a good chance that we'll see the true freshman back in his left guard position for LSU on Saturday. Uh, the defensive line. About what you would expect there, DJ Dale at nose tackle with Raquan Davis. Talk about big games for guys on Saturday. You talk about money games for guys on Saturday. How about Raquan Davis? That's a contract game Saturday for Raquan Davis, and it's a critical game, a critical spot for this Alabama defense in terms of both stuffing the run and also getting after Joe Burrow from the interior and pass rush situations with Christian Barmore, you would think, and DJ Dale in those spots, along with Raekwon Davis as well. But you know, Raekwon needs to play to a first-round level. You know, Quinnen Williams, this is the game last year in Baton Rouge where Quinnen Williams basically established himself as a top-five pick. There was sort of that undercurrent, that momentum that was pushing towards Quinnen taking that place, but with three and a half tackles for loss and two and a half sacks of Joe Burrow and Red Stick last November, that became cemented as the status for Quinnen Williams in the 2019 NFL Draft. So big game for those guys. And then the trio of inside linebackers, uh, Christian Harris, Markel Benton, Shane Lee, I would expect it to be sort of a by-committee approach once again, depending on the package that Alabama is in. And with LSU, there's the possibility that you'll see base, nickel, and dime. I think you will. I, you may not see a ton of base, certainly not as much as you've seen in years past in this series with LSU offensively. But with what LSU has evolved into, I think you're going to see more nickel and dime. But, you know, they'll still go with some two-back stuff and a tight end and maybe multiple tight ends, and that will put Alabama in some base situations. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what we saw out there in the very, again, again very short period of time. What do you got for me on this uh, on this Tuesday afternoon before we get out of here? Trey Sanders, uh, we've recently seen him around the facility. Uh, looks like he's moving around pretty good. You know, the expectation has pretty much been 
you know, get him to spring practice, get him through the winter program and see where he's at come March and April and kind of go from there. LeBrian Ray, we saw around the facility today. Didn't see him in a boot. Looked like he was moving around pretty well, but we haven't seen him on the practice field as of yet. So perhaps there's a window for uh, LeBrian Ray. Mary Louise wants a comparison of the LSU defense to the Bama defense. You know, I think they're similar in a lot of ways. I think statistically, when you look at LSU to this point, against the run a little bit better. I think LSU ranks second in the SEC against the run, Alabama fifth. Um, but LSU has some questions of their own. It's kind of become in vogue to sort of look at Alabama defensively and talk about what Alabama isn't right now. And we understand that covering this team, certainly when you've got two true freshman inside linebackers, a true freshman starting at the nose tackle position, you've got, uh, you know, you've got a true freshman in the dime package, a guy who started and played um, pretty much the entire game against Arkansas the last time out. You know, you've got a lot of youth on that defense. But one thing that I saw earlier on the comments and uh, mentioned to Michael Divinity, the outside linebacker for LSU, out for this game for personal reasons, leaving the LSU program prior to this game. And I think that's big. And I think if it were the other way around and we were talking about Anthony Jennings or Terrell Lewis being out of this game, we might be putting a little more emphasis on that. Doesn't seem like we're talking about it as much uh, because it's there's so much about Tua, understandably. But, you know, with Divinity out, Kalevon Chasson is a very capable outside linebacker for LSU. But now LSU doesn't have that sort of star power pairing with Divinity and Chasson. Whereas Alabama's going to have Terrell Lewis and Anthony Jennings out there Saturday. And I think, by the way, you know, watching the defensive lineman today, we saw Tabita Musica up there with that first group at defensive end. Byron Young's been up there. I think it's going to be Anthony Jennings and Terrell Lewis, even in some potentially base looks. But in nickel and certainly in dime, it's going to be 24 and 33 on the edges and you kind of go from there. But I think these defenses are similar. I think LSU on the corners, uh, you know, when you've got Derek Stingley Jr., um, you got Christian Fulton, you got a solid nickel back in Vincent, kind of like Shaheem Carter in that you could see Alabama really look to attack him with Jerry Judy from the slot. Um, you know, I, I don't think we've probably talked enough about, well, what's going to happen when Alabama has the ball set? Greg, if I had to guess right now, I would go with Tua starting the game. Again, I'm not convinced just in the little bit of time we were out there today that Tua is back to his pre-injury form. I would have been surprised, to be honest with you, if that was the case. Uh, but I think there's the potential, certainly, for him to continue to improve throughout the week. What's interesting about today was that he really worked yesterday. And so you wonder about how he responded and how that ankle responded to that work on Monday. You know, that's going to be a big question moving forward and, you know, how they're able to manage that coming off practices each and every day. And, I, you know, they're going to manage it in a way in which the great thing about two is he doesn't need 75% of the reps on the practice field this week. You can get him 50. You know, you can get Mac Jones 50. And I wrote about this yesterday and what Saban said and what we think it means. The beauty with both those guys is that they're classmates. I mean, they came in together. Tua and Mac Jones came in together, which means 
They also both came in together with Jerry Judy and Devontae Smith and Henry Ruggs III and Najee Harris and Brian Robinson and Alex Leatherwood and Jedrick Wills at the tackle position. So you've got, you've got some really good chemistry if it comes down to Mac needing to play. Alex is wanting to know why not more Christian Barmore. Well, Christian is still in that sort of developmental stage of taking care of the details and sort of taking care of his business first, his responsibilities first, before trying to make the big plays. Uh, sometimes you can do that and you can sacrifice the integrity of the rest of the defense if you don't make the play. Uh, and I think that's kind of where Christian's at. Now as a situational pass rusher, he's gonna be key, I think, once again on Saturday. Asking about Will Reichard, the Alabama kicker. You know, we heard from Nick Saban yesterday uh, you know, my guess would be that this isn't a week that you see Will Reichard, considering the injury he's dealing with once again, a re-injury of that hip flexor. So your expectation going into the game Saturday should be Joseph Bullivis on place kicking. You saw him against LSU last year, pretty much one of those up and down performances, missed an extra point, had an extra point block, had, an ex uh, had a uh, kickoff go out of bounds, made a field goal in the game. Uh, he's a Louisiana native, so you know he's gonna be a little extra juiced. Uh, and I would think Ty P. Ryan, the walk-on punter, for the second straight year, Alabama will run a walk-on punter uh, out there against the Tigers, and it'll be a different walk-on uh, for the second year. Yeah, Scott, we talked about two a little bit earlier. And by the way, this will archive at the Built by Bama online podcast, so we'll have that for you there. Um, you know, Tua, I thought looked okay. Um, we didn't really get to see enough to make any – extended or elongated sort of opinions or thoughts on it. He was out there with the quarterbacks. He was throwing it around. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, that's a good question about Christopher Allen. Um, you know, and, and I think right now it's just pretty clear that you know, between Terrell Lewis and uh, Anthony Jennings, there's a pretty good sized gulf between those two guys and Christopher Allen. And then when you get beyond Christopher Allen, there's a pretty good sized gulf between himself and some of those younger players, Dress Parks, second year guy. Um, you know, Kevin Harris, I think in time, King Wakuda in time. You know, Ben Davis has sort of emerged as a depth provider and a special teamer. Uh, but I've said it all year, it was, in, it was imperative to get Anthony Jennings and Terrell Lewis to this point healthy and able to go at full speed against LSU. And it looks like both those guys are at that point. Yeah, it's a good question about the run game against LSU. You know, I've seen some teams, LSU, again, statistically looks good, but I saw, I've seen a couple of teams hit some big runs. Uh, the true freshman back is a DJ Williams of Auburn had runs of 70 and 41. Um, you know, Richard Lawrence and Fajoko and those guys on the interior, they're, they're solid and they're stout. Um, but again, you know, linebacker level is okay for LSU. 
Uh, I think similar to Clyde Edwards-Hilar in this game for LSU at the running back position. I think the challenge, again, we talked about the similarities between Alabama and LSU defensively. I, I think the issue is the same for the LSU defense. I think there's some ways that you can get Najee Harris involved in this game um, you know, that can make it tough on LSU, not just handing it to him. Uh, Brian Robinson also, but at the same time, I think pass protection for the backs for both these teams is going to be important because uh, I think the heat is going to be coming pretty good from the outset. What else do we have? Yeah, Jennifer, Ali Cahoe continues to look good. You know, he broke his hand in the last game, but he's continued to work and practice, and it looks like he'll he'll be a big part of that special teams units once again. And a little bit of advice here. Uh, if you're coming to the game Saturday with President Donald Trump also planning to be in attendance, I don't know what time they're going to open the gates at Bryant-Denny Stadium. I would guess a couple of three hours early. If you want to see kickoff, get here and get in line. Uh, James asking about the tight end position. Yeah, with Miller Forrestall out, I would say right now it's Major Tennyson that would be next guy up. But there's some different ways that they can go about dealing with that. You know, I think Miller's absence is tough because of the versatility he gave them without the within the offense to stay with same personnel groupings, but then do different things out of them. I don't know if they'll have that sort of flexibility with Major Tennyson. Maybe they will. And also Miller Forrestall from more of an H back type role uh, was a pretty good blocker. You know, that little inside counter that they like to run where they pull linemen and Miller's leading it up in there. They were really effective uh, there in the last couple of three games with that in their run game. So I would think Major Tennyson is the next guy up, but I think some of those offensive linemen dressed in tight ends clothing are going to be a part of things on Saturday. And then there's always the possibility of a couple of things with your backs and your wide receivers, maybe more four wide receiver sets, maybe more two back sets where you get Brian Robinson in the game with Najee Harris, different things like that. Blake, my man Hank South, and Tim Watts also, they've got you covered. If you go to BamaOnline.com right now, go to the roundtable, that official visitor list, they'll have it for you. Obviously a huge recruiting weekend as well. Yeah, Cameron Latou is still in that mix at tight end, Ned. Um, he's still sort of you know, making that transition from outside linebacker. So... Anyway, I think that's going to wrap it up for a Tuesday. It was a lot of fun. Thank you guys and gals. And by the way, again, continuing coverage at BamaOnline.com. Charlie Potter, Kirk McNair. Uh, he had player availability today. Just a couple of guys, so a little bit limited. You know, Alabama isn't uh, – not as much noise coming out of Tuscaloosa as there seems to be from Baton Rouge. Uh, you got Alabama men's basketball tonight. We'll have you covered for that at BamaOnline.com as well. Keep it tuned to BOL. And we'll be back with instant analysis tomorrow after the media viewing period. Also, we'll have Tuesday night Tide Talk with Charlie Potter and myself following the basketball game tonight. It'll be a little bit later tonight, uh, but that podcast will drop on the Built by Bama online pod as well coming up later this evening. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. Drag queens save the world. 
RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.